0: Hola, chicas políticas, ¿cómo estamos? How are you, chicas? We'd love to hear from you. I know it's been a beautiful time here on the Central Coast the birds are chirping, the bees are happy, and it feels like we are all getting excited for June, which is the primaries. We know that that's a huge thing that is coming up. So be on the lookout for that, everyone. And for all the chingonas out there, I hope that this brand new month brings you all the desires of your hearts keep working we see you we celebrate you and not just because last month was international women's month celebration history doesn't mean we do not continue to celebrate chingonas that are making cool shit happen every single day so what do you think rita what's going on with rita casa verde
1: Oh, I'm so excited about spring. Everything is so green outside. We just had some rain here on the Central Coast, so that was really nice to see. We have flowers coming out. It just um gives a very good very good vibe to go into the spring, I think. So thank you for mentioning that. It gives a good visual and just changes my attitude really quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have to take in the seasons as they come, as they change, and to me, I think spring, la primavera is uno de mis meses más favoritos. I just feel like it's very symbolic in a sense to uh, new birth and you know, just having the opportunity to plant seeds and yeah. see so many colors come up. And it's, you know, the weather's getting nicer, the time change has been a little bit of a struggle, but <laughs> having the sunshine a little bit longer will just allow for more community building, which I always get excited about.
1: Yeah and speaking of planting seeds uh we just had or i was or first i was frescas event um i think a week ago Uh, yesenia i loved the meeting i think it was an amazing idea um and you brought the i was frescas which was just super super good i know everyone wanted to have seconds and thirds
0: Yeah. So for those of you who are first time listeners or have listened to us, we are Chicas Politicas. We have a podcast, which is what you're listening to. We talk a lot about politics, un poquito de todo, a little bit of everything. And we wanted to go ahead and not only have a podcast, for people to listen to us, but also have a space to create community where we are located. We are located on the central coast. So a San Luis Obispo County, and we wanted to do something for the community just to come out and Talk about things that are important to them. We had our first event, which is what Rita's talking about, and it was really exciting. Rita, we had like fifteen or seventeen people there, and we had a pretty diverse group of people. We saw um, mothers come and bring their children. We had, uh, you know, Latinos present. We had allies present. I was happy to see a, a Black woman present as well. And it was nice to see new faces. And it was just, it was a beautiful day at the park. We just met at the park. And I made um, I made with, with my mother who also made agua fresca de mango, which was so delicious. And I think it's just beautiful on a on a beautiful evening to have something cold and sweet. And that wow. just shows community, right? And it was like all for free. And we didn't charge anything. It was open to the public. Yeah. And it was just nice just to come together as women.
1: Yeah. And, and then
0: could- we also had a man there.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Francisco. Uh representing. Uh yeah. And you put something around the top of the cup which I'm from South America I'm from Peru so I uh, was frescas I've heard about I was frescas my whole life just because I watch El Chavo del Ocho and they always talk about I was frescas <laughs> but what is it that you put on on the on the top of the cup
0: yeah so let me give the visual so yeah. It was this beautiful clear cup, and we filled it up with ice because agua fresca, like that's the part of the secret, is that it needs to be cold. So we put a lot of ice in there. The agua fresca era de mango. It was a mango, so it had it wasn't completely blended. It had little like chunks, like just you know little little bite sizes, yeah. and so. And then on the rim, what Rita's talking about it was a chamoy. And the chamoy was flavored with strawberry. And so the chamoy has like tamarind, chile. It also, um, so what I did, I dipped the the cup in the chamoy sauce and then sprinkled it with the So then you get that like that like salty, spicy kind of kick to it. And then, I mean, it was just, it was, they were amazing.
1: (laughs) What's chamoy. I think, I don't think I'm the only one learning this, but I want to know, I want to know how do I do this in my house? Like what's the chamoy? What was the
0: chamoy? So so this one is is really specific because uh, being that it's going to be on the rim of a cup, there's, there's chamoy that you put on top of fruit and that's way too rummy, which I've done in the past. And it just, when you dip it it just it starts running down the cup and it's it gets messy uh but this chamoy was made by a local uh entrepreneur she's very young I think she's 17 here in Paso Robles who actually makes the chamoy sauce which is a bit what? thicker to go on the rim she's also Latina oh, so you and, buy it
1: that's so yeah so I
0: bought it I was I mean you can make it at home and I think it's basically tamarind and and sugar and other ingredients which maybe we can post the recipe on our yeah. social media but yeah. or maybe we can have a chamoy making session that's another idea oh
1: yeah. look at that yeah, yeah just i just really looked it up. up and it says that chamoy sauce a mexican condiment made from ingredients that represent all the flavors on the palate wow sweet dried epicot spicy chile de arbol saltita seasoning and sour hibiscus flowers Wow! Yeah. and you gave us all of that on the rim. That was really delicious.
0: I think that like wraps up like Latinos in general. We're like yeah. this like huge yeah. different of textures and flavors. Yeah, and we it all to the are open the
1: flavors on anyone's palate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we definitely come out to our next Aguas Frescas event. it's going to be the same kind of the same deal this time we had the opportunity to introduce ourselves we wanted to make sure that every single person that attended had the opportunity to say who they were mm-hmm. and the, a bit of their story and Rita you had mentioned you did a certain part during uh, our meetup which was basically asking for input and, and tell us about that input
1: yeah, so we um, gave everyone post-its and we asked them to write in the post-it and put it on our boards. Um, what what was it that was missing for them in the community or what what, else, what kind of things did they think that they wanted to see in the community more of? And almost everyone posted that they wanted more diverse events. They just wanted space to have fun. Uh, they also wanted um, elections information in Spanish. Um, they wanted, but it, it was a, a a lot of requests to just have space, diverse spaces, you know, and it just shows, I think, something that is lacking in our community, where it's just this uh, spaces where we can just have fun and and see people that, look like us, whoever us is, you know, like, whoever you are, see someone that looks like you and be able to share things. And I think that diversity just brings so much to the table on its own. And it's only the first step. Yes. But uh, there is so much value in diversity that It just made the entire event so much funner to see so many different points of views and to share conversations about the topics that everyone had written on the post-its, you know, because that's one thing we did. We wrote it, we put it on boards, and everyone was able to see what everyone else wrote. And then everyone was able to just talk about the things that we had written, you know, so it was very inspiring, and um, I was able to talk to someone that had faced homelessness, that was now a housing advocate. I was able to talk to someone that uh, was interested in running for school board. Uh, I was I talked to someone else that was that had worked uh, or had helped campaigns with their social media. Um, and we had a mom who was there, like you mentioned, with her kids. And, you know, we were all watching after the kids as they were playing around the park uh, just so uh, the mom could join in the conversation. And I think organizing events that make space for everyone and gives everyone the opportunity to to communicate their thoughts and wishes for the community, I I I thought that was super cool. And, you know, obviously I'm biased because we organized the event, but I, I honestly think that everyone just had so much fun just coming together and talking and drinking our frescas and, um, yeah, just sharing what, what they wanted for their future, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's definitely, I think, mirroring to seeking community space, seeking, you know, places where, um, multi-dimensional spaces, right? That it's, I think people are just seeking more, more just coming together and laughing and being joyful, which is beautiful. So we're keep an eye out for our next event. Uh, I think we're going to be hosting them every other month. So our next event will be in May. So in the meantime, share the podcast, let your friends know if you do come to the Central Coast, and you happen to be here, join us on a Friday. And if you do live here, come and join us. Uh, Come on by, say hi. You know, uh, it was it was really nice just to just being community.
1: Yeah. And we'll be sharing um, the next date and uh, we'll probably do a, uh, uh, the same location or similar location um, here on the Central Coast, but follow us on social media, check out our Instagram, follow our Instagram, follow us on Facebook because uh, we'll be posting the information there once we get those details finalized. Uh, one thing that I remember making me laugh a lot is that we were talking to people about sharing the podcast and we're talking about the podcast and someone said that they had shared it with their friends and one of them um for sure had listened to the podcast because they texted whoever was referring the podcast saying oh i i listened to the podcast that you send your school the asshole
0: yeah <laughs> i think called the enemy the asshole <laughs> the radical the troublemaker yeah the chingona the
1: badass
0: the social justice activists keep keep throwing them out
1: <laughs> i i still laugh so much every time i remember because it's the last adjective that i would use to describe you <laughs> someone i wonder what episode they listen to that they would be like oh my gosh she's such an asshole
0: <laughs> it was the women's it was the women's uh march 1 which was really funny because i was like trying to think you know and that's oh, like, really yeah How and i'm like know? and it's like if you're offending people then you're doing something right i guess <laughs> or like you know if you're speak if you're making people uncomfortable so i take it as a compliment
1: yeah definitely definitely um <laughs> and what and if they're still listening um yeah no it's oh. letting us hold.
0: <laughs> you know that you actually bring something up because i've been wanting to like say this like for a while and i was like i cannot wait until we normalize strong women of color because yes. so so i do a lot of the the speaking up right and what's really funny is um if I was a white woman speaking up, like I think I would be told I'd be I'd be probably referenced more as a hero or like, oh, she's so she's so assertive or she's so like she knows what she wants or you know, whereas like I've noticed women of color we get labeled as bullies as assholes as pushy oh, or a
1: white man right like it, right it like would be, it would be like super soft
0: <laughs> right which is like let's normalize strong <laughs> women of color and not and not be calling them things that because i think we need to i think we need to be mindful when we say things like that because like i've and i not not in reference to the specific um asshole comment, but I've been <laughs> called like a bully. I've been called a bully. I've been called the enemy and a it's bully? really, interesting. Really? yeah, I've been called the bully. Yeah. And it's, and it's really interesting because, um, as, as, as a woman, as a woman of color, as someone who represents my family, as someone who, who, um, who I try to present myself and always in the best light, mm-hmm. granted I'm human, I'm going to make mistakes. But I try to be very mindful of the things that I say, because I know that things will be recorded and things will be used against me, right? (laughs) So, so it's funny because, and I do a lot of, when you hear me speak, I do it in open spaces, right? Like I do it during, uh, you know, city council public meetings, school board public meetings. So these are recorded meetings. All the
1: recorded meetings.
0: All the recorded meetings. So but it's, it's interesting, Rita, that I really do see that. Like, I've seen it so much with specifically women of color, right? Yeah. You're too assertive. You're too, you're a bully. You're, you're, you know, you're, uh, you're too harsh. And it's like, I don't think men, men don't get treated that way.
1: Oh, not at all. I've met, I know men who are the definition of assholes. Like you look up asshole in the dictionary and has their pictures next to them. Um, right. And they're like, you know, they get compliments all the time. Oh, thank you so much for speaking up. And you know, oh, your voice is so appreciated. And it's like, what? The guy was saying asshole to everyone. <laughs> but um, that's just how it is. You know, that's just how it is. Uh, but you know, I I you are completely right. We need to um normalize uh strong women speaking up and, and saying whatever the hell is in their minds, honestly, right? Because why are we making why are we trying to make things sound better? If if what you have inside of you is rage, if when you woke up today and you chose rage, rage it is,
0: you know. <laughs> you know what's really sad, Orita? As people of color, we don't have, yeah. we don't have, we don't get that. No. I know, I know if I pulled some of the stunts that I've seen white people pull at the school board meetings. <laughs> I would have had the police like like that <laughs> called on me. Mind you, we've had the police there. Mind you, we've had multiple police officers yeah. there.
1: This is not hypothetical. No,
0: no, no. This no. is this not, I have happen. like pictures. <laughs> I'm taking pictures because people don't believe me. I've recorded the incidents because that people so- like, and it's part of that gaslighting, right? It's part of that. Let's let's not like when a, when a, when someone's telling you their truth or their experience, we mm-hmm. need to like listen to them and be like even if you weren't there, you don't think it was that bad. Mm -hmm. If that is their perspective of how maybe it was triggering for them and maybe there is trauma behind it, that you honor what they're saying. Because I've, I've shared with many people, like, I remember when like critical race theory was there, was the topic of discussion there at the school board, the past school board was going to decide on it. Um, It it was really funny in the beginning of the meeting, there were so many people there, but by the end of the meeting, there was only a handful and there was three women of color, myself, mm-hmm. um, Courtney Hale, and um, Jordan from the NAACP. It was mm-hmm. just three women of color.
1: Damn. We
0: had five police, five police officers
1: for the up. three
0: of you. Yeah, five police officers. And then they were called in towards the end by the time the people were gone. So it's just it's just one of those things where well, I, you know, maybe they were called because the school board felt threatened. But also it, it's not just about the school board. I think for me, I felt threatened too to have five officers mm-hmm. that are armed. And and especially when it's like I've never been violent, like I've never I've mm-hmm. I have never um done that and and to mm-hmm. me it's like why do you have five police officers <laughs> here? like uh should i be fearful like and and so it gets into those things where these intimidation tactics but
1: this, that's sure. a whole different, yeah. yeah and we have seen right with the case of tiana arada here in central coast um black lives matter activist um who still being processed, you know, mm-hmm. by freaking district attorney Dan Dow, Um, she had a shirt that's that had the word riot on it, and they used that as a um as a proof that she wanted to start a riot. It's like what, what? You so now like and that's what you're saying, right? It's like people of color don't have that same privilege mm-hmm. of just expressing themselves however they want to express themselves. Yeah, we, we
0: don't have that privilege. Yeah,
1: like I, I have a I have a sweatshirt that says "time bomb" on it, mm-hmm. and "time bomb" is this name of a song from a band that I really like. Um, their name is they're they're called Iration. They're um um their friends um and i have i just bought a, a sweatshirt i can't wear that sweatshirt to places like i definitely cannot take it to an airport i have to make sure if i'm going to a bank i'm not gonna wear the time bomb <laughs> sweatshirt right. and people think i'm being um you know extra but no it's like we just don't have the same privilege you know
0: yeah so and i love i love that example that you just gave rita that it's like it's literally like no jobs not with intention it's literally just a a t-shirt of a band that you love right (laughs) and so i think as as women as people of color we still have so many so many strides to still make right Mm -hmm. and that is like one of my aha moments is like for real though like let's normalize strong-ass badass women like chingonas like let me like let me switch out words to be like let me understand um why Rita is speaking up in Spanish. She's not trying to be an asshole. She's trying to fight for equity for for Spanish-speaking parents that don't speak English. She's not trying to be that person, right? But Yeah. Hey, hey like like my pastor said, it just makes your name more famous. So I'm I'm okay. Yeah. With it.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they'll remember you. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of strong women, um, we also want to use this episode to give a big shout out to Shatter Pack. Um, so Shatter Pack is an organization that has been formed by amazing women, strong women in our community, and uh, they're pretty much coming together to make sure that um, they raise funds to support women that are running for office. So if you don't know, a pack is a political action committee, um, and they usually come together um, to raise money or spend money. Uh, to elect and defeat candidates, um, so Shattered Pack um, was formed here in San Luis Obispo County. Uh, it's being led right now by two amazing women, Andrea Schmelik um, and Miriam Shah. Uh, both of them, whom I trust, um, I would trust my money, you know, with my eyes closed, because they are honestly, honestly amazing, amazing people, amazing women putting in the work for the community not getting paid for it um doing multiple things um for the community in so many different levels and um shatterpack had uh, an endorsement um zoom event just on friday and because i donated to Shutter Pack, i was able to join the zoom and make and and vote for who uh, shatterpack was endorsing and and to give recommendations on how much uh, Shutter Pack should be given to each of the candidates. And there were amazing candidates that had been endorsed by Shutter Pack. Uh, but what really struck me the most, uh, Yesenia, was that um, the endorsement process on its own was so different because, there I mean, men could donate and they could join uh, the Zoom and vote. Um, but every candidate, is the only candidates that they're endorsing are women running for office. And, we, and there were women um, who are running for city council or running for mayor or running for judge. Um, and one of the candidates I remember uh, was speaking and that was Jen for running for city council in Morro Bay. And she was sharing her story just like every candidate did. And she started crying. She got emotional because she was seeing how her parents were now supporting her and they gave her her first donation and she was so moved by it that she 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 couldn't stop uh the tears and that's what i liked about that endorsement process you know i and i'm i said it in the chat in that meeting that i don't want any other set pack endorsements <laughs> meetings where there were no tears because that's why that space was created right to give freedom to women to show up as they are um there were uh, there was another woman that joined uh the endorsement meeting um that was running for um uh, judge and also Don Addis, who we mentioned before here, that is running for Assembly, um, State Assembly in Assembly District 30 in our district. And she joined also from her car because they are in between meetings, you know, and she just had to take the, the endorsement meeting from her car. And I thought that was cool because. Um, that's how women, that's how women make things happen, right? You just make it happen wherever you are, you find a way and you make it happen. And and they did. And there was another person that was uh, traveling because she was uh, visiting, she was traveling for her fr- best friend's wedding. And she didn't have you know any problems sharing that. And I love that too, because as women, we just show up for our loved ones. And even if we have to uh, be at an endorsement meeting where we know we're going to get a lot of support, they were still showing up, they were still making it happen. So I really, really like the endorsement meeting. I thought it would just be another meeting where you just vote for things. Uh, but I was so inspired, and um, definitely looking forward to continue supporting Shatterpack and continue seeing how uh, much they support women running for office. And they had women that were running for office across the state. So. Uh, really looking forward to the impact that Shutter Pack is going to have. Uh, they they gave a few tidbits of facts about why they were created, and they're pretty much you know giving us the the data on how much harder it is for women to raise funds, and how much harder it is for women to ask for donations. So the donations that they were getting through Shutterpack uh, were going to be really going to make an impact in their campaigns.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so important, Rita, that I love that is, uh, you know, huge, huge shout out to the women at Shutter Pack for seeing a need and stepping up and making it happen, because it is important that as women that we do support one another and that we do push for more women in politics, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's amazing. And uh, what's what I love about hearing Jen Ford's story about her having this emotion that you know, a lot of times, especially for women, we're being told like women are too emotional, women mm-hmm. are too flowery, the flowery language, right? Oh uh, but, you know, our, our emotions are our superpower, regardless if you're a woman or not a woman, even a man, it's okay to show emotion. We need to uh, dismantle that notion that tears or emotions are not acceptable in places where important decisions are made.
1: Yeah. And I guess what we're saying throughout this episode is that just come and be who you are and show yourself just as you are, right? Because those vulnerable moments, that truth that you share, that truth power that you bring... Um, it's really what makes a difference and what people can connect to. So um, yeah. I'm really happy that we're creating those spaces with this podcast and the events that we're organizing, but also really happy for organizations like Shatterpack Pack, creating those spaces for women running for office, right? Um yeah. and from Chicas Politicas, it's just such a, it's an, a huge shout out, but also a big thank you to Shatterpack Pack for yes. doing that.
0: Las estamos sus flores, sus flores. We're throwing your flowers at you, giving you your flowers here. Definitely. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And speaking of strong women running for office, what a week we have seen the fabulous, uh, overqualified, yes, uh, just goddess Kitanji Brown Jackson. Uh, coming to the Senate and being grilled by a lot of mediocre men (laughs) Um, and in the fight for her for a seat at the Supreme Court and what a show of grace what a what a show of intelligence of um just bringing her own truth and her own story. Have you been following the 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 coverage, recently um, How can you not follow yeah. it, right?
0: Whether whether you're for her or against her, <laughs> or concerned like this is a woman that is being put. Basically, it almost seems like on trial, right? Like in front of us for all of us to witness. And there's been a lot of great coverage about who this woman is. And depending on who, what you're, what you're watching, right? Is it, is it, you know, Fox News? Is it CNN? Is are you reading the Guardian? Are you reading, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things? There's been amazing documentary of this beautiful, strong black woman.
1: Who, Mm -hmm.
0: um, one of her stories, I was, I was listening, and please listen to this woman. Go on YouTube. I love visiting YouTube, and just listening to the audio if you don't get a chance to watch it on the news. But she was sharing the story. Uh, you know, she she went to Harvard mm-hmm. and uh she shared the story of um I think it was uh Alex Padilla that was asking her what what advice did she have for other uh what advice she had for the youth, the youth of color. Mm-hmm. Uh and she said persevere and I might get emotional saying <laughs> the story. Um she was saying how when she went to Harvard you know she didn't she didn't come from this background of mm-hmm. uh, really realizing what Harvard meant you know she just she was able to go there and I think part of that was the struggle of just trying to make things happen mm-hmm. and she was walking on campus as a freshman and she doesn't know who this woman was but that she was crossing paths with this other black woman Mm -hmm. and she doesn't she doesn't know who this person was never interacted with them it was just someone on campus that she was walking across and the black woman told her uh, whispered into her ear persevere and that was a message that she held on to because she did have to persevere during her education mm-hmm. at Harvard. And even we're seeing her persevere, mm-hmm. even getting grilled and pretty much um, to some extent, Rita, broken down with yeah, harassed, right? some of the questions. And, and it almost seems like it's, it's those, those tricky questions that they want her to get either okay. react or, or fail.
1: Yeah, yeah. And some of the questions have just been so ridiculous, making this whole thing a political show, right? Um, and really, if you compare the questions that other nominees have gotten from uh previous sen- senates um versus what she's getting, it's just there's no comparison, right? She's not getting questions about constitutional law, she's getting questions about um you know, gender and other other um issues that have been politicized um, with no scientific base, with no constitutional base. She's just, like you mentioned, she's just trying to be tricked by by, um, politicians that just want a soundbite really for their campaigns. They're not really here to assure that we have a good uh, Supreme Court justice.
0: Yeah, and it's been amazing to see, you know, también le están echando sus flores, right? They're they're throwing her her flowers, acknowledging that she does belong there. She she definitely is overqualified. And all of us have witnessed the beautiful pictures, um, you know, the picture that was taken of her daughter, right? Having that face of pride as she's looking at her mother. And Mm -hmm. I think, especially as women of color, Rita, there is so much responsibility when we take on these roles and that, that moment being captured of here we are seeing this amazing woman in this powerful seat uh that maybe the odds were stacked against her right this isn't someone who who was born with a silver spoon Mm -hmm. and then we see her daughter Mm -hmm. which I think to me it was it was not just her daughter it's it's all the the little girls watching it's it's even me being proud Mm -hmm. of this Mm -hmm. woman it's it's you know that captured I think the essence of all of us that are rooting for her
1: yeah, and all the daughters, right? That we that's really how we look up to our mothers and how much they've done for us and how much they've opened that that trail for us, you know, and um how proud we are from of each other, of, of our mothers, of our sisters, of, of our daughters, of other women. And um, it was a beautiful moment captured by a photographer who herself has shared, right? You were telling me how um this photographer uh sarah beth i believe is her name a
0: huge shout out to sarah beth yeah uh, for capturing that moment to go in history
1: yeah, Sarah Beth Maney, uh, she is a photographer with Times Magazine, and she captured this moment where she said that she saw um, her daughter, Kenji Brown Jackson's daughter, just looking at her mom with pride, and she knew that she had to capture it, and the next time she had, she noticed the same look, she just took the picture, and it's just very, very, um it'll go down on history right and she herself uh, she is a black photographer she has said that many times when she has been on on the road uh taking pictures um uh in in dc she has realized that many many times on an average day she is the only black woman or even black photographer um in the group and she said that during the hearings, there was actually another black photographer that was with her. So she was able to, you know, enjoy and share that experience with with another black person who was sharing that black experience of saying uh hopefully the first black woman to be um, Supreme Court justice. So I think just overall great moment for everyone involved and sending the best vibes for Katandra Brown Jackson, not that she needs it because she, you know, completely deserves this, but very looking forward to celebrating uh, her nomination soon or her confirmation
0: right soon. and i think i appreciate it too uh rita maybe had we not had a black photographer maybe we wouldn't have cap- captured that literally looking through somebody else's yeah. life right that it's not just about uh this woman who is going to be hopefully our next you know person in this powerful position but it's, it's also the generations that are witnessing mm-hmm. and be, feeling empowered and inspired. And I think one of the things that I get inspired to that I'm finding myself is this thing of, accepting one's emotions and embracing those emotions, right? Like we're seeing Ketaji crying, you know, we're seeing other political figures getting emotional, uh, being moved emotionally as they're, you know, speaking on behalf of this woman. And to me, seeing those tears in that, in that, in that place, lets me as a woman of color, someone who um, que soy chiona, that I do cry. That's how I show my emotion. If I'm angry, I cry. If I'm excited, I cry. If I'm sad, I cry. If I'm frustrated, I cry. And mm-hmm. I've had to dismantle that for myself too, on a personal level that showing tears is not a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. It's actually a sign of strength. And I think seeing, uh, so many tears in this process, Gives me a huge sigh of relief that it's okay to show emotion. It's it's okay to to express yourself uh, with tears.
1: Yeah, and you know I don't think uh, people obviously can't see uh, my background, but I'm currently in my office, and and my um, behind me on my wall I have a picture of or art made uh, with Kamal Harris uh, or VP. And also art um, made with a picture of Stacey Abrams, um, who's running now for governor of Georgia. Um, And these two pieces of art were made by an artist called uh, B. Brody. You can find his art at bbrody.com. That's Brodie S. B. R. O. A. D. I. E, B-R-O-A-D-I-E. Um, and he is a Black artist that makes uh, amazing art for um, with, with people that I definitely admire. And I'm very looking forward to seeing what he does for Katendry Brow-Jackson. I hope that he does something so I can put it on my wall and get inspiration from this amazing Black woman.
0: Definitely. Anything else, Rita, that you've been noticing in this specific historical moments?
1: You know, one thing that I do have to mention, I I wish I didn't have to, but um, because it it just brings like somewhat of a sour um, taste um, to this process, but a lot of Republicans have been comparing the questions, uh, the questioning of Katandra Brown-Jackson to um, Supreme Court uh, Kavanaugh. And I remember following the Kavanaugh hearings and um, you know, Republicans are saying, oh, you know, Democrats are complaining about the questions that Ketanji Brown Jackson is getting, but they don't remember what they did to to Kavanaugh. And I don't think there could be any comparison. <laughs> we were, I mean, if you compare the, the way both um, people reacted to the questioning, uh, we had uh, Kavanaugh uh videos of when a female senator asked him, like, uh, do you drink? Um, how how much do you drink? Because it, there were a lot of people that were saying that he had drinking issues. Um, when she asked him, Do you do you drink? Um, and uh Kavanaugh replied with, Do you drink, Senator? You know, it's just like the the type of contrast that we saw with him and that you know they when we saw uh blazy ford come forward and say that she had been sexually assaulted uh by him and how all of that that was dismissed uh, at the time and he was still confirmed um you know it it was just a. I, in my opinion, uh, that confirmation was shameful and a shameful moment for US history, how we completely ignored not learning anything from previous high profile cases, how we completely ignore the word of um, a woman that that, as Christine Blasey for who um, came forward um, saying what her experience had been with um, Brett Kavanaugh. You know?
0: Yeah, and I think that's important that people will always want to compare
1: scenarios
0: and I think it you know at the end of the day it's what, what I love about this era of documentation of information and having so much so much accessibility of information is that you know we we are really being pushed to acknowledge what is fair, what is what is just, right? And I think if, if you want to look at the treatment of people, because so many people say, well, there is, there is no such thing as seeing color, right? You, you're not being treated different. What are you talking about? But then when we can contrast, uh, compare and contrast these two specific scenarios that are unfolding right in front of us, there are differences, right? And so, Uh, If you think there are no differences, then I invite you to really dig deep, right? Really dig and really ask people because I think, um, you know, my fear, Rita, is a lot of the times our opinions are shaped by only people that think like us. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to see past what our friends opinions are or, you know, I always love to hear the other side. Um, I try to keep myself informed of of what other people that don't agree with me are thinking and why they're thinking that way. And if it's if it's valid and by by actual real reasoning, and not opinion based, then I can I can, you know, be open minded to that. But yeah, thank you for bringing that up.
1: Yeah, and I still find it really hard. It's one of those things, anytime there's a sexual assault um, you know, report or especially when they are dismissed, it just sits on me for a long time. And I, I don't think um, this, the, what uh, Christine Blasey before shared has left my mind. Um, it, it's just still very present in, in just how we ignore her ignore her, her comments really as a society, as a country. And we went ahead and, and confirmed Brett Kavanaugh. Um, I believe women, I believe survivors, I believe um, those who come forward and, and have the courage to tell her story. You know, um, we saw the Me Too movement, but I saw someone that posted like for Me Too to exist, someone has to come out first and say me. And uh, the Me Too follows, um, and um, I don't want to go into much detail, but I know there's currently in slow, uh, in San Luis Obispo City, um, there are some reports of women uh, that had come forward against a business owner of a coffee shop, um, and it's being investigated at the to- at the moment. But I know there are dozens of women that are coming forward with with reports, and from this space, I just want to say to anyone listening to this. Um, let's believe survivors, let's believe women. Um, There is absolutely no benefit in coming out, coming forward with an experience of sexual assault if it hadn't happened, Um, because it's not easy and what follows is not easy either. So, um, believe survivors.
0: Yeah, definitely, Rita. And I think that that just circles back to the comment made earlier in this podcast, um, is that when people are telling you an experience you gotta listen, you know, you, you, you have to listen just because like for this specific incident that's happening locally, maybe I've had interactions with this person where they had been very kind to me or, yeah. you know, polite or professional. Yeah. And then we hear another story of a young woman who had quite the opposite. Doesn't yeah. mean that I get to say, well, that's that's not, like my interaction is different yeah. than, them, than theirs, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely if someone Preach. is, Preach. if someone is sharing with you something, don't shut them down because I think that's a lot of the times too why the victims don't speak up because mm-hmm. if this is someone who is, you know, someone who has influence in the community that mm-hmm. does have uh, established trust or status, people mm-hmm. will not believe a victim, mm-hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, we've been talking a lot about emotions in this podcast. We've been talking about truths. We've been talking about dismantling, uh, social norms against women, right. Whether it be Mm -hmm. strong women, whether it be women sharing their personal experience of assault. Mm -hmm. And I think it all comes to show Rita that as, as women and community for women, we have to do better
1: yeah 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 and shout out again to everyone building more inclusive spaces more diverse spaces more equitable spaces um it will take time but really good things happening you know despite um this despite uh the bad things um really good really good community uh is has built here in the central coast and i hope wherever you are as well and if you are not seeing what the type of community that you would like to be in or be part of um, go and do it, you know, cause it's really rewarding. It takes a lot of effort, but it's really, really rewarding. So yeah, that is our episode today. Uh Yesenia, anything else that you would like to tell people? Just keep
0: being a chingona, keep, keep pushing, keep striving, keep persevering, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Know that if you find yourself in a space where you're, thinking maybe, Ooh, am I in the right job? Or maybe I'm not qualified. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I, I, I want to give up. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm not who
1: good enough I want to
0: be mm-hmm. just, just keep pushing, you yeah. know, things, things, uh, have a season for everything. And, uh, I know self-talk is, is one of my biggest things that I do. So keep talking to yourself, beautiful, strong boss lady. You've got this
1: yeah you got this you got this you're good enough you're more than good enough um you're amazing so we'll talk to you next time uh chicas politicas only about 30 days until ballots drop so get your friends registered to vote uh get ready to vote uh start meeting those candidates and yeah let us know if you have questions see you guys on instagram and facebook bye